How many of you are thankful for the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Keeps us going no matter what. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians today, chapter 11. You can make your way to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to read you verses 21 through 30. We're going to thank the Lord for the word this morning. We're going to jump in. Paul speaking here to the Corinthians. Interesting situation happening in the church, and Paul is addressing it. And while he does, he, he shows some principles here that will help us understand what it means to be strong in the Lord. And that's the title of what I want to bring to you this morning is Strong in the Lord. God wants us not to be weak, not to be defeated, not to be overcome, not to be overwhelmed, but to be strong in the Lord. And so Paul is speaking here, and he's giving us principles and principles that we can apply to our daily living that will keep us strong in the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Father, we just thank you this morning that we can come together in this open air and that you provided sunshine for us today. And God, I pray that as the word goes forth, it would touch our hearts. It would strengthen us from the inside out, Lord, and that it would work away all of the things in our lives, Lord, that drag us down and pull us away from the strength that comes from being close to you. Father, I ask all this in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. You guys got the horns down good. 2 Corinthians 11, starting in verse 21. Paul speaking. He says, To my shame, I must say that we have been weak by comparison. But in whatever respect anyone else is bold, I speak in foolishness. I am just bold myself. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if I'm insane. I must sow in my, for my labors in far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, danger from Gentiles, danger in the cities, danger in the wilderness, danger on sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and in hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without me being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? I have to boast. I will boast on what pertains to my weakness. An interesting scripture here. Paul is speaking now. You might say, why is he going through all of these hardships and even his spiritual pedigree? It's because in the church there, the Corinthians had some false apostles come in to try and undermine his authority. And he was making a defense of his apostleship. The Galatian believers were being deceived and they were being provoked to challenge Paul and to say to Paul, who are you to make moral and theological demands on us? Paul cites his qualifications and he was a learned scholar. He was well taught in the scriptures. And then he lists all his hardships, all the things he'd been through. The bulk of what he uses to defend his faith and to defend his call is what he'd suffered for the sake of the kingdom of God. You see, talk is cheap. 
And you've heard that before. And the truth is, talk is cheap. And here's why. Because actions always speak louder than words. It's easy to talk the talk about being a Christian, about believing in God, about being a servant of Jesus. But to walk the walk is much harder. Actions always speak louder than words. It's easy to say we love Jesus when we're in church, surrounded by fellow believers. But out in the world, sometimes we get quiet. It's easy to say we'd lay down everything for Christ until he asks us to do just that. It's easy for us to say we'd never deny him until we face the danger of the mob. Peter was so sure that he would never deny Jesus. He said, I'm ready to go to death and imprisonment with you, Lord. But yet we know that before the cock crowed three times, Peter denied that he even knew him. Being strong in the Lord is proven not by our words, but by our actions. There are three actions that mark those who are strong in the Lord. And I want to cover them with you. Paul lets us see what those things are as he makes a defense of his apostleship. The first thing that makes us strong in the Lord is that we're willing to endure hardships. Has anybody out there been through anything? <laughs> yeah. You might say, why hardships? Why is it that hardships are something that is part of the Christian experience? John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, Jesus said, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus didn't candy coat it. He didn't hide it. He didn't put it in the fine print like at the end of an infomercial. He told us flat out, straight up, in this world you will have trouble but I've overcome the world. 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4 says, Suffer hardships with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Paul, the rugged apostle who had been through so much, we're going to talk about just a snapshot of what he'd been through. He's speaking to Timothy. He says what? He suffered hardships with me as a good soldier. No soldier actively engaged in service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. You and I are soldiers of the cross. You and I are soldiers of the kingdom of God. You and I will have to endure hardship. Soldiers endure hardship, and soldiers do it without complaining. But this morning, understand, you and I who belong to the army of God, God is chastening us, God is pruning us, God is toughening us up for service so we can be mighty instruments in his hand. Soldiers endure hardship. Jesus said there would be hardship. Look at all the traumatic things Paul had gone through. Almost any one of these hardships that Paul went through, as he describes them in verse 23 through 27, would be enough to make most of us want to shrink back. Verse 23, Paul said he'd been in labors and imprisonments. He'd been beaten times without number. Could you imagine being beat up so much you can't remember how many times you've been beat up? That's a lot of beatings. He's been often in danger, death. He took five times, he took 39 lashes. They couldn't give you 40 lashes because it would kill you. So they would give you one short, 39. Five times he took 39 lashes. Three times he was beat with rods. Once he was stoned. Three times shipwrecked. He spent a night and a day in the sea. Listen, what Paul had gone through here for the kingdom of God was nothing that we can look at and say it was insignificant. He was in danger from rivers, from robbers, from his own countrymen, from Gentiles, in the city, in the wilderness, in the sea, from false brethren. He was going through sleepless nights, through hunger, thirst, without food. 
He was in the cold. He was exposed. Could you imagine the track record of this man and all he'd been through, and yet still others would question if his heart was sold out to the kingdom. Still others would question his apostleship. Paul uses his desire to go through hard things for the kingdom of God to prove that he was a servant of Jesus Christ. People, if we had gone through a tenth of what Paul has gone through, most of us would have thought about quitting more times than we'd like to admit. In fact, people quit going to church for the most trivial of reasons. The people were too friendly or they weren't friendly enough. The pastor preached too long or too short or his tie didn't match. People quit going to church because no one hugged me. No one said hello to me. No one shook my hand. Yet Paul had been through all this. And all his heart's desire was to serve the kingdom of God. He didn't get bitter about what he went through. And he didn't get angry at God. And I want you to see that. We've been through some stuff lately. We've been through some hardship. And I, I want to tell you, there could be more ahead. But whatever we go through, we need to guard our hearts that we don't become bitter at the things we go through, that we don't become angry at God. If there's bitterness and anger in us, we have to bring that before the Lord and allow him to whisk it away, to dry our tears and to strengthen us. This is a day for us to focus on the strengthening of God so that we can endure all that is set before us. Enduring hardships makes us spiritually tough and that's liberating. Paul could look his enemies in the eyes and say, is that all you got? Is that all you can do to me? He wasn't afraid of man who could only kill the body. He wasn't afraid of what they could do to him physically. He was spiritually tough because he endured hardship. He looked his enemy square in the eye and he said, the call above all. Things that used to intimidate me, things that used to stress me out as a young man, things that used to create anxiety in me, they, they don't bother me at all anymore through life's journey as I've gone through it, as you've gone through it, as we've gone through it. We've learned to toughen up spiritually, and that's a good thing today. That's a good thing today. Don't despise going through hardship. They prove our commitment to God. Don't despise the hardships you face. Sometimes you might say, God, why do I need to go through this? It doesn't seem to make sense. Trust the potter this morning. Trust the potter. He knows what he's forming you for. Hallelujah. Enduring hardships makes us spiritually tough. When the devil takes his best shot at you and you don't even blink, that's how you know you've been proven, you've been tried in the fire. This morning, the second action that makes us strong in the Lord that we saw in Paul was this, a willingness to carry spiritual burdens. Now, burdens are no fun to carry. If you've traveled at all, you know dragging suitcases through the airport is not going to be anybody's favorite thing. And so burdens that we carry in life, usually we try to unburden ourselves. We try to make life as simple as possible. But what proves that we are strong in the Lord and that we love him is not only that we, you know, will go through trials and we'll go through tribulations, but that we will willingly carry burdens. Listen, verse 28 here in 2 Corinthians 11, he says, apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure of my me and my concern for all the churches. Paul's saying, I've been through all these beatings and all these hardships and all this trouble and these shipwrecks. But you know what? Beyond all that, beyond these external things, there's this, the daily pressures that are on me. In verse 29, he says, who is weak without me being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? 
Paul was willing to carry spiritual burdens. Now, as if it's not enough to go through things in life, God asks us to willingly carry some things. Paul's saying, I was under a massive amount of mental, emotional, and spiritual pressure. Maybe you can relate to Paul. Maybe nobody even knows but you and God, but there's pressure on you. There's, there's a battle going on in your heart. There's a tug of war going on in your soul. And, and you're facing things that are emotionally draining. They're spiritually draining. The pressure of what you carry, it weighs you down. I want you to understand something about the pressure that Paul carried. He loved the church. Look what he says. Who's weak without me being weak? What is he saying there? He's saying when you go through something, it tugs on me. It weighs on me. His love for the church was a burden. He went through these burdens. And what I want you to see here is that he chose to carry them. Now, God is not going to just throw things on us and say, like it or not, you got to take it. We do have a choice. And Paul's choice was to carry his burdens. Most of us avoid burdens. But Jesus has called us to carry burdens. Now, you might look and say, you know, thank God I'm not the Apostle Paul. Thank God I'm not going to go through half of what he went through. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But the thing is this, we have to be willing to choose to carry our burden. You say, Pastor, what burden could I carry? Well, the Bible tells us that each of us are called to carry the burden of our cross. Each of us have a cross with our name on it. Luke 9, 23 through 24. And he was saying to all of them, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. So the burden we are all called to carry as believers is the burden of our own personal cross. Mine is different from yours, but I can't carry yours and you can't carry mine. But if I'll carry it willingly, if I'll carry that burden willingly, it will do something in my life. You see, the cross that God made for me will refine me and rub off my rough edges and conform me to the image of Christ. And your cross will do the same thing. Those who are strong in the Lord, they carry burdens willingly. Those who are strong in the Lord care for others and not just themselves. Those who are strong in the Lord carry their own cross. Every unique cross comes with unique burdens. I don't know what you're carrying today, but I want to tell you something. If you're carrying it for Jesus, it's worth carrying. I don't know what you face today. I don't know what, what the, the mountain of obstacles looks like for you, but I know that the enemy tries to wear us all out and wear us all down, and we think to ourselves, how could I possibly carry one more thing? We must carry the cross that God has given us. We must carry the burden that God has given us. Cross-bearing is part of discipleship. Number three, the third action that marks us as being strong in the Lord is this. Not only are we supposed to go through some hardships and, and not get angry at God, no, no, not only are we to willingly carry burdens, but we must be willing to look foolish in the eyes of men for the sake of the kingdom of God. Now, point three might be the hardest one because none of us like to look foolish and none of us like to be dishonored. Paul says in verse 30, if I have to boast, I will boast of what pertains to my weakness. Paul is saying when I look foolish in the eyes of men, that's when I'm strong in God's sight. And I'm willing to look foolish in the eyes of men so that I can be strong in the Lord. If I have to boast, 
We shouldn't boast about anything we do. We should boast about what God has done in us. We shouldn't boast about what we've achieved. We should boast about what Jesus has achieved on the cross. But to the world, the cross is foolishness. So when we boast in the things of the Lord, it seems as though it's weakness. As an apostle, Paul was only willing to brag about the things that highlighted his weakness. Now think about that for a second. Only the things that made him look weak in the eyes of men. Only the things that made him look foolish. 1 Corinthians 4.10, we are fools for Christ's sake, but yet you are prudent in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are without honor. Paul was saying to be an apostle means looking foolish in the eyes of men. Even though some other Christians tried to puff themselves up, he said, I'll be a fool for Christ. Now, listen, I find it challenging to my flesh, and I'm sure you find it challenging to your flesh, to want to showcase the things in me that are weak. Can we agree on that? If we want to show anything, we usually want to show people our strengths. We don't say, hey, you know what, I want to show you where I'm a total failure, where I'm totally weak. I want to show you the spots where I, I have it, you know, I don't even have it close to being together. No, usually as humans, we try and show our strong points. We try and make ourselves seem strong. Paul said to be strong in the Lord, we have to be willing to do the exact opposite. It's challenging to our flesh to want to expose our weaknesses. It's challenging to be in the public square and be made to look foolish. But sharing Christ will draw criticism. It will, it will draw ridicule and it will bring mockery. 1 Corinthians 1.23, but we preach Christ crucified. Listen, so to the Jews, a stumbling block and to the Gentiles, foolishness. Paul said the gospel message is either a stumbling block to the religious or it is foolishness to the intellectuals. Listen, as we preach the gospel, there are going to be those who try to make us look foolish. We've got to preach the gospel anyway. As we carry our cross, there are going to be those who don't understand and say it's foolishness. Now, in this world, when you encounter people who are atheists or skeptics or mockers, they will call us foolish, uneducated, simpletons, telling us that we believe in fairy tales. But listen, though they don't understand, we know that our God is alive. We know that God hears our prayers. We know that God has saved our souls from sin. So let them mock. Let them criticize. But we must be willing to be foolish in the eyes of men rather than foolish in the eyes of God. In our generation, where immorality is so accepted and so mainstream, the immoral will berate us for daring to question their morality, and they will bill us as intolerant for believing what the word of God says about sin. But we have to tell the truth in love anyway. We have to be willing to be fools in the eyes of men to be wise in the eyes of God. It's amazing. You could start, you could start a, a disagreement in person, in public, online, wherever you want, by just saying Jesus is the only way. Even though Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but through me. But if we say Jesus is the only way, people will attack us. If we say that Jesus rose from the grave, tell them you believe in the resurrection and see what happens. It will start a stir. If you tell them you believe in the kingdom of darkness, if you believe in demons, if you believe in hell, if you believe there's a heaven to be gained and a hell to be shunned, and the only way is through repentance, it will start a problem. 
understand today, we must be willing to look foolish in the eyes of men. Some will be skeptics. Some will fight against us. Some will not believe, but some will. And it's worth it to be a fool in the eyes of men that we might win some for the kingdom of God. Amen. Those who are strong in the Lord know the cost of everything I've just told you, and they're willing to do it anyway. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you don't feel very strong now. Maybe you feel worn out. Maybe you feel weak. But God wants to strengthen his people. He wants to strengthen us to do exploits, to have faith, to, to find the, the divine equipping that he's put in each of us to do the will of God for our lives. Such an interesting day for me as this is the time of allergies and my body's physically weak and I wasn't able to take allergy medicine and I stand here to preach you a message about being strong in the Lord while I feel weak in my body. But isn't God amazing? He'll show us that in our weakest moments, he's strong. So be strong in the Lord, saints. Be strong in the Lord. Do exploits for your God. Be willing to those who endure hardship. Don't complain about hardship. Don't pretend you don't understand while it's there. Carry your cross today. Be willing to bear your spiritual burden. It will refine you. It will conform you to the image of Christ. And be willing to look like a fool in the eyes of men that you can be wise in the eyes of God. Let's give him a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to encourage you today to continue in your word. Please continue to listen to the messages we post online. They'll strengthen you spiritually. We're going to take an offering today. Uh, the ushers are going to work that out for you, so follow their direction. Uh, then we're going to play a song, and we ask that you all come by and wave to us and say hello. And we love you today. So as you give, be blessed. Stay in the word and stay close to the Lord. He's your strength. Be strong in the Lord.